Hey, love your life family. Welcome back to another Loving Your Life podcast. It's your sis, Crystal. What's going on, fam? It's your brother, Andre. We're excited to be back with you. Yes, indeed. About another discussion about loving your life. What is going on, baby? Hey, it is beautiful outside. It's getting hot. Um, we've had a, actually a great morning. Had breakfast with a group of friends, uh, just enjoying the day. Got some chores done, and now I'm uh, just getting a chance to just kind of hang out a little bit, get ready for movie night. Uh, important to us with the kids. Had a little ice cream date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had a little ice cream date. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, my wife took my took my little honey on a little ice cream date. You know, she loves ice cream. No. Uh, what's the word we always go? The um, yogurtinis. Yeah. So yeah. that was cool just to get out. Just you and you and I, you know, away from the kids and just having a little time to just with one another. And then, you know what I'm saying, we're getting ready to enjoy this evening. A little movie night and it's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always good. You know, good food, good time together, laughing. Um, just the importance of winding down, enjoying family time, enjoying their different personalities. Because God knows we have a plethora of different personalities in the house and jokesters and introverts and so it's just funny to just see everybody's personality come out in different circumstances so you know even as you say say that it's pretty cool though too just being at a place where we've made those adjustments to take time to enjoy yeah the different personalities um and i think that that's what one of the things that really helps us to relate to people um tangible real world experiences because there was a time in our life where we were not prioritizing effectively mm-hmm. and we were constantly on the go and we couldn't really enjoy some of the so-called small things. So right. it's good to to be at a place of maturity now uh, with experience. where We've made those adjustments, um, recognize the importance of making adjustments that allow us the time to just enjoy one another's company without, I got to get this project done, this done. Um, just having that balance where we can truly enjoy reflecting on our children's personality, spend time just resting, relaxing, enjoying life. Um, it's, it's refreshing, important. refreshing, and it's it's uh, uh, of utmost importance. We talk about mental health and taking care of you know loving your life. Um, that's not uh, you know this is a necessity. You know, and yeah, I think for 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 sure. For too long, many people have have looked at it as a, you know, like something special in order to take time your annual or biannual vaca- vacation, versus this is just a part of your life. So I think that that's very important. Well, and I think it also continues to shed light on how less really is more. Yeah. You know, and given that perspective of not, you don't have to have 50 things on your list <laughs> to have a quality life, mm-hmm. but a lot of times just shaving down to the things that mean the most and respecting it and honoring it. It's, you have just a quality of life and quality relationships. And so it's, it's been good. So cool. Hey, do, have you been out in our garden lately? Have you seen how, how, Oh gosh, our garden is exploding, man, man, man. I feel like it's like a small farm it, exploding in a good way. <laughs> um, it is awesome to see. We planted what a few, was it two or three months ago? Oh, it's longer than that. How long ago? Was it, it was probably about four to five months because okay. we didn't really get much. We didn't get any rain hardly for monsoon season out here. So the ground was hard. We we're like, well, we'll see if this ground's going to produce. And it was like slim to nothing for over almost two months. 
But we just stayed at it, kept watering it, and sure enough, some little jokers started sprouting up. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so we've shared before. This this year, we just planted strictly kale and collard greens, but they are growing like crazy. Man. And so we've um, given some away. Obviously, we uh, yesterday I picked some. I cooked them. Uh, you know, there's various dishes that we try. But it's just pretty cool to see the fruits of our labor. We we did it as a family, right? And right. Um, and then we take the kids out together and we we pick uh, from the garden. So it's pretty cool. Most definitely. And even in that, you know, uh, this past week I was down there doing the maintenance, getting down on the hands and knees, and started going in, pulling out the dead leaves and anything that would um, interfere with proper growth of the garden. And as I was down there. Working in the garden, um, a few weeks back, um, just kind of freak accident, just the wind picked up and the neighbor shed was thrown over our fence, landed on part of our garden. And so I had to go in there and do the maintenance, you know, of trying to see, okay, what can we salvage? What can we keep? And there were some parts that were clearly dead. And then there were some that even as I got down on my knees, got in there and started working, I started noticing like some parts that seem to be thriving, but when you look closer, they were no longer connected to the root system. And it started to make me think about life and why personal life maintenance is so crucial because many times we're looking at things that we're trying to keep alive, but the root system is dead. That's a great analogy. I think that is, man, that's, go ahead, girl. That's really good. <laughs> Oftentimes, like you said, we'll, we may look from the outside on someone's life, looking from the outside. And it may appear that it's alive and thriving. And it could be certain aspects of their life where it appears as alive and thriving. But when you spend time talking and, and you know, and just listening, sometimes, it, you know, what we what you may automatically think is a life that is full and thriving is actually disconnected yeah. because, you know, they're not properly aligned to a healthy life source. I think that's a great analogy, even that, you know, the... The uh, kale or collard, whatever it was. It was the kale. The kale. I think that's a great analogy mm-hmm. with even human life. Because oftentimes it's easy for us to look at someone's life and automatically think everything is perfect. Uh, and we shouldn't get into comparison, but we, we do need to realize that some of the things we see, whether it be on you know social media or just our day-to-day lives, just because it appear one way from the outside doesn't mean that is properly connected or aligned on the inside because ultimately that plant that you saw was dying slowly right? because it was not connected. And so all the, regardless of what it appeared to be at the time you saw it, mm-hmm. it was dying slowly because it was no longer connected to the life source. Right. You know, um, as I was down there and just looking at this, you know, you and I frequently talk, we always do personal self maintenance first. And so you know, I looking at this was like, how is this applicable to my life? Is there anything in the past or currently that I'm that may appear alive, but I'm I'm down here trying to keep it alive, you know, but this was very applicable to the past. You know, I remember angry, frustrated about dealing with chronic illness and the complexities of it, trying to make plans with my family, and then them getting messed up because of symptoms surfacing. And it was, oh man, it was frustrating, angering. But I had a point in my life where I was giving too much time trying to resurrect the old me versus learning like 
this is what it is. You have to learn to modify and adapt your life to what is new. And I did not want to embrace this newness because the newness came with the pain and the uncertainties and the frustrations, but it was also lack of education at that point. I was still learning about the disease and learning how to function in life, how to be a wife with being chronically ill, being a mother. And so the amount of time that was wasted looking at the parts of me that was still alive, but the root system no longer existed because that, that woman was gone. And so you may make this applicable to something else in your life. And so I had to learn to embrace and to love this new woman so that I could be a, a great wife and a great mother in the midst of learning how to live with, you know, a chronic illness. And so it's been an ongoing journey. But man, 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 at the beginning, very painful, very frustrating. And sometimes this can apply to career changes. This can apply to new relationships yeah. or relationships that have ended where you're trying to keep something alive that is clearly dead and you choose to focus on the parts that, well, he's this and he's that. And when he's in a good mood or vice versa, she's this, she's that. But at the end of the day, you, it's time to get down and look in the weeds and look, get underneath some stuff and look at the root system and, and be honest with yourself and the situation and begin to make healthy, balanced decisions based upon truth and not a fantasy. Well, you know, even but I think to the, your point, that analogy of that leaf that appeared to be thriving on the outside. But then when you got down and you were doing some maintenance of the garden, you realize that it wasn't connected to the root or the life system. Mm -hmm. uh, similarly, I think, um, because as you mentioned, oftentimes people try to keep stuff alive or they think they're going to lose something if they let this go. Yeah. And oftentimes what needs to happen is they do need to cut themselves away from certain things because it's actually killing them so slowly you know, versus just like a garden, when you trim it, you, you, you know, trim trees, you trim your garden, you take out the dead stuff, you dig up the weeds, what may appear to be a loss actually brings more life because you're getting rid of the dead stuff. You're getting rid of the weeds, all those things that are sucking valuable nutrients right, right. from the garden that you planted, which is like in our life. I think it's so important to make sure we do some, some, um, personal life maintenance, Trimming away, it could be certain people from the vast majority of your time. I'm not saying your family is family. You're going to always love your family. You know, I'm not saying deny or just stay away from your family, but I am saying making sure that you have healthy boundaries in place to, so that you're not being drained of your life force by family or by anyone. Absolutely. And so just like that, uh, you know, this may be for somebody. You You may be struggling with... I'm going to be at a loss if I begin to make some changes. But what you may think is a loss is actually going to help you bring life. When you properly um, engage in personal life maintenance, you put a priority on your life. You trim away the time you spend with haters, with people who are only taking from you. You know, it's just like a garden. The more you trim it, uh, take out the dead stuff in the garden, pick up the wheat, plug up, pluck up the weeds uh, they can no longer take away vital water nutrients, thereby allowing all of that to go directly to the what you planted and it will flourish. Same with us. When you allow your when you engage in personal life maintenance and deal with your life, you know, stop spending so much time with time wasters, with haters, people who are taking from you but never adding to you. 
when you minimize the amount of time that you're spending with or, or, or people or environments that are draining, that's more energy, more life force you have for you to be productive. And so I think that that analogy as well, the one that you share, but this also is important, really speaks to, you know, bringing life. Uh, and we have direct power or control over that by the decisions that we make on a day-to-day basis. You know, I concur with you. And I sit and think about what even caused me to have to go out there and do a little extra was something that was unexpected mm-hmm. and out of my control. Oh, that's good. And so when we think about like that, that crazy storm that threw this shed over and, you know, the neighbor just being so apologetic, it wasn't their fault. And a lot of times we're so frustrated about the stuff that wasn't in our control. It was nobody's fault. But life hits, you know, and there's a lot of time that can be focused on the why and never identifying or getting to the place of being solution oriented. And that night, even as, you know, the people came to assist getting it out, it ended up being a blessing to another family that was nearby just gathering up some stuff for extra income. Well, this is on a roll too, because as you mentioned, so the two analogies that we just shared, Mm -hmm. but then I think another perspective that we can extrapolate from this conversation is the importance of not allowing the unexpected to ruin your day. That is so good. Or to ruin your week. Yeah. Life happens. And the better you are at managing life without freaking out because everything wasn't on aligned perfectly in order or wasn't routine, but you can handle unexpected changes, un- the unexpected, uh, the better off you're going to be because that is a part of life. You only have so much that is within your control. Mm-hmm. We're not saying live haphazardly. But we are saying, don't let the unexpected things of life just derail you, your mindset, uh, your ability to focus. It's going to be okay. Yeah, and I think it also speaks to being mindful to not be reactive versus responsive. Mm -hmm. Because we could have reacted belligerent and told the neighbor what they should have done and been upset, you know, and it wouldn't have helped us or them, you know, but truly learning how to be responsive in a situation, pull back at, look at it for what it is. Everybody was out of control of what happened. And then, okay, this is how we can, what we can do to help. And in the meantime, continue to build relationships, build communication um, with our neighbors, so on and so forth. And then, you know, being a blessing to other people because what may have been garbage to somebody else is what's ended up being a blessing. I worked around all to so many people and there were additional things that we were able to give away and to serve yeah. as a result of this. And so No, that's good. I think everybody came out on top. Right. Um, because if that shed hadn't blown on in our yard, uh, because the shed blew over in our yard, it damaged the garden, but when you were down taking care of the garden, which you wouldn't have if the shed hadn't done that, you realize there was a lot of weeds and, and different dead things underneath mm-hmm. the stuff that we planted that had it to be up that had to be uprooted. Right. Which was good. And that brought more life to the garden. Matter right. of fact, if we didn't even look at it, it took off after that. Right. But not only that, we had some stuff on the side of the house as you alluded to, that I was waiting to throw away. It was actually gonna cost me money to get it hauled off. It was an old trailer, an old boat, stuff that I didn't have a need for, right? 
I did not have a need for it. I was not going to use it. I was waiting because I was going to pay someone to haul it off. Well, as a result of that, what happened with the shed, you know, just talked to the neighbor. It was cool. It's going to work out. He ended up finding someone um, to take care of the shed that wanted scrap metal. And when they came over our side, they saw what we had that we was junk to us that they had use for. Right. So we saved money. They hauled that stuff off that they had a use for that they could use. We no longer need it. Uh, and the garden thrived as a result of the personal maintenance to it right. from the damage from the shed. So listen, Man. all in all, hey, personal life maintenance, this is good. You know, and if you look at all of that and make that applicable to your life, stuff is going to hit. And again, if you can reconceptualize or reframe issues that are out of your control and choose how is this going to make me better? How can I serve through this? What do I learn through this? And um, knowing that nothing is wasted when you have an, an intentional thought about everything that occurs in your life. And and I don't say that lightly because some stuff is super traumatic, you know. And so, but just when we're d- dealing with day-to-day issues, stuff that's out of our control and you know, truly being able to look at the upside of stuff versus going down that negative hole. For sure. So, hey, this has been real personal life maintenance. I would encourage you make those necessary adjustments when the unexpected happen. Run with it. Look for the win win. We are just not sayers. We are doers of what we talk about. And we just share with you some quality examples of how personal life maintenance is and has helped us. Uh, and we encourage you. Listen, take time. Make those adjustments. Personal life maintenance is very important. Babe, tell them where they can check us out at. You can check us out on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and all the other podcast outlets. We appreciate y'all tuning in today. Till we meet again. Peace. Peace.